1: Whatever podcasts are available.
2: You gotta get the brain chunk out, man. That's, you know, I guess, the only way to do it. You
1: gotta get, get that mushroom, mushroom brain. In head, you well, you can get take a, out a chunk of, of brain and the person can still live. I mean, come on. You think I got two chunks of brain? Come on, now. I'm working on left side only. <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> you suck. How dare you?
0: Beyond, and hello, and welcome once again to IGN's PlayStation Show. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by Jada Griffin. Back again, once again, I'm here again. You showed up, you're cool. Brian Altano was scared of hey. rain, so he stayed in his house. What? F you, it? I was not scared of rain. You were too frightened of the rain. The Skywater has returned.
2: It bounces right off of my, ball head, my bald head. It just goes bing. The rain, is terrifying. Like so uh, the so rain is
0: terrifying. The rain is at home, I want to remind you that Brian is bald. Akeem, however, yeah. is not bald. And he's, no, I am not. Also,
1: you know, you can use an umbrella uh Brian when you go outside if it's Why don't raining. Why'd you say it like what, that? You know, you know, umbrella. <laughs> because that's what you use. Uh, but it's when not it's called raining. an it's called an umbrella, not an umbrella. Well, when it's raining, that's what you use, <laughs> an umbrella.
3: Ella, ella. And Well,
0: Anyway, um, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to talk about the Last of Us finale. Obviously, it's a huge thing. Um, If you have been keeping up with the Last of Us, good for you. If you haven't, you may want to skip ahead to the middle of the show. Um, Later on, we're going to talk a little bit about Dead Island 2, uh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Akeem, you have some strong feelings about PlayStation Plus. Uh, Jada, you brought a a, a box... We got some boxes. All right, we got some boxes here. I don't really know where we're going. I, I wasn't here when we were planning this. I, I took yesterday off, so I'm very <laughs> curious to see where this is going. Without further ado, let's talk about The Last of Us season finale. Uh, now, obviously, this is not a huge surprise to a lot of us who've played the game, who know where this is going. Uh, extremely faithful rendition of, you know, one of the most gut-wrenching video game endings, period. And uh, I think the sh- show did a, a pretty pretty solid job. Jada, what did you...
3: Yeah. um, I mean, I thought it was it really showcased just the very violent side of Joel that we haven't gotten most of the show. Like we got little moments, brief like spots of him being violent and showing how just deadly he can be. But this finale really just put it Mm -hmm. all out in the open. Um, I thought I thought it was a solid ending. I thought I, I liked the beats that they did with it. Um, there was a couple things that I think didn't land as well for me as they did in the game. Some of the line delivery towards the end. Um, I feel like some of the direct. I feel like it was a, little, a felt a little rushed at times, um, directing wise. But overall, I thought it was a very strong ending for the first season of The Last of Us.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I wouldn't have said no to another episode somewhere in yeah. there i i do understand a lot of people saying that this felt kind of rushed towards the end but um i thought i thought it was solid i thought it was like it, it didn't feel like the pacing was off to me but yeah i i think like seeing uh tv joel like go i i think that like not having the player agency of like controlling this character and just watching him unload on a bunch of fireflies really made you go like this this dude is has a darkness in him that I think that the game didn't really get to at the same level. Like, it's obviously there, and you know, you still end up with the same moral debate about, you know, wh- wh- did he make the right decision? What would you do in the situation? Uh, that's like, you know, ethics 101. But I think that, like, in the show, like, there was a lot of darkness that came out of him slowly, and mm-hmm. it, like, we got to watch that sort of materialize in big bursts. And when it did happen, it, I think it, it did a lot better of a job of hitting you in the head that that this guy is not necessarily good. He's not nece- He's not a villain, but he's also not really the hero that I think, like, Game Joel came out to be as as you were controlling him for 20-something hours. I mean, that's something, what's
0: something that's so messed up about video games is how much we kind of normalize mass murder. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. you know, obviously yeah. it's fun to shoot stuff in the head, and I get it. Video games yeah. are violent. It happens. But also, like, that's the thing the show really had to do. It kind of had to beat you over the head with... How much Joel likes to beat people over the head with stuff. Like they, the parts <laughs> where he were, he was violent, it's like really, it's it's visceral, it's intense, it's it's in your face. And in the in the game, it's like you're kind of it's kind of a means to an end to just constantly go around hitting people with bricks and stabbing people with shivs and stuff. It just kind of happens, yeah.
3: choking them out from yeah, behind, right? Yeah, right, all the time. Yeah, Akeem, what were yep. your thoughts on and, this?
1: Well, well, you know the, the the funny thing about what what you're saying is, um, like, I mean, the the, the series kind of alluded to how bad Joel is. You know, when when we saw the scenes with uh, his brother um apparently you know they they were quite the terrorists running around um post-apocalypse um but i feel like this episode really brought that out um because obviously we th- they were only talking about it you know in previous episodes but now we actually get to see that yeah um uh in in the, the 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 season finale um i thought it was i thought it was solid honestly i i loved uh that you know you know we we got to see more of um ellie's backstory um uh played uh ellie's mom uh anna played by you know.
3: Ashley Johnson.
1: uh, Amazing Ashley Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, we all know her as the voice of uh, video game uh, Ellie. Um, It it was it was nice to kind of see how uh, how she's she's immune uh, to uh, to to the infection um, and and getting scenes and glimpses of of her mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, What sucks, though, uh, is that, you know, we obviously won't be seeing uh, neither her or Troy Baker in, in seasons to come. Um, we did get a glimpse though of uh the voice of um, uh, Abby. She was mm-hmm. in this episode. She played one of the nurses, Laura, Laura Bailey. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, that, was, that was an awesome cameo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's amazing, uh Craig Mazin said in an interview, I believe it was with the rap that uh you know, since we didn't see her face, uh you know, we can do whatever we want to with her uh in seasons to come. So mm-hmm. we might be seeing the voice of Abby uh, re- uh coming back in some role um uh, in in season two or a season three or however many seasons uh yeah. the show um i get i thought this was a solid ending i don't know i don't i i didn't feel it was rushed i don't know i don't, I don't know if that's just you know a few people that were just you know they're yeah. so in love with this series that they wanted they wanted more obviously that's like where i, said, I am Brian, yeah. yeah yeah I, w- I wouldn't have minded a, a, a couple more episodes you know mm-hmm. what i mean like I, I, it was solid, you know, for what it's it was. A,
0: though it, it's a weird kind of pacing thing with with HBO shows because occasionally, I mean, streaming in general, where they're not, you know, beholden to like network length episodes, which weirdly we are. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's occasionally like a really short episode, and then you'll have one that's like an hour and a half long, and it's kind of this accordion effect. Um, I, I thought the 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 first Kansas City episode. I kind of wish that had been one cohesive episode,
3: just a double the, double feature. The first one thing. is like
0: a lot of setup. And the payoff is great, but it's kind of like that was that honestly felt like kind of a low point for this for the season, because most of the Mm -hmm. sort of most of it is is really episodic, like a different thing happens each episode. And that's really the only one where it felt like a kind of like a real two parter. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Most most
2: TV shows have that problem, right, where they hit like episode like five or six or something. And there's like a kind of like a quiet lull and then it crescendos up towards the finale.
0: Yeah. And I can't help but wonder if that's by design or something for the sake of ratings or what have you. But yeah, as as far as Mm. the ending went, I think I was I was okay with it being a little bit a little bit short like quicker, you know. Like I think it got to the point pretty fast. Um I am there's no way of knowing this because I I know where it was going. You know, like I think there's that kind of thing where like it's you kind of want them to, you know, cut to the chase or you know cut to the gunfight or whatever. Like really just get to the point and like I want to see where's this going to go. Like I'm kind of impatient Mm. because I've already seen it once. I know you know where it's where it's headed. I'm curious for people who hadn't played the game if that felt rushed or if that just felt like kind of a, you know, really just.
3: I, I will say I'm the most envious of those people who got to like kind of watch the show and experience it like without playing the game. I'm a little envious just to see kind of how that like came across to them. Like definitely, if you're in the comments and you watch the show and haven't played the game, please let us know because mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm like very curious just to see everybody's opinions on just the show in general and. Or I, wa-
2: I watched the entire show with my wife who'd never played the game for a second and she was stunned at the ending. And for me, I was just kind of like, yeah, that's, well, that's the ending from the game for sure. Yeah. Like awesome, (laughs) awesome work. But for her, it was just like, Oh my God. And then we, we got in this whole conversation afterwards, like, Hey, would we do that for our kid? You know, like, it's one of those things that like, I think like brought, brought, brought that whole debate out for people. And I think without getting into the last of us part two too much, I don't want to get into spoiler stuff, but I think that like there's going to be something interesting that happens. And I was talking about this with some friends about how in the game, Joel is just Joel from the last of us, but in the show, it's Pedro Pascal who we Mm -hmm. love, you know, like he's on hot ones and SNL and the Mandalorian. And like, when, when you see him do something like this in the show, it's, it seems out of character for him because like, he's such a sweet, wonderful guy. And you're like, why, why would he do that? And so I think it's going to affect the audience when, events of part two go down because people are going to have a hard time separating like the actor from the character where i don't feel like we had that as much with joel in the last of us game right like he's Mm -hmm. a self-contained character that exists only in that world i I think your media literacy is kind of rock bottom if you walked out of the last of us being like wow a real stand-up guy a hero i would do everything he did (laughs) because like very clearly like you know he's got some evil traits to him and there is a lot of selfishness in there but
3: he's got some demons i mean we all have some demons like i i don't know i don't know if we want to open up the can of worms or like would you do what joel did but like Mm -hmm. i mean i'm kind of in the camp with them like yes it's not the right thing to do but given the circumstances i'm probably aligned with joel like it's tough because like the i don't know looking at the show and playing the game
2: the fireflies operation didn't you know no pun intended but their operation didn't really look like it had uh its shit together yeah, <laughs> like it no, just, it
3: did not it never like, did
2: there's nothing about that scene where i was just like okay we're walking into a like a well-run well-oiled hospital here and things they definitely have a, a clear understanding of how this is going to go down like what they were doing was sort of just like yeah, this could work. It wasn't like a guarantee, yeah. so I think that's what makes the decision even more nebulous, right?
3: Yeah, I feel like if like say like the cure was in like a big town like Jackson or something like that, I feel like it would have been a lot more like believable that like hey we've actually you know if we've done the research where we've you know we've practiced this like we know what we're doing now mm-hmm. um like we've dissected like five other infected people already that weren't immune but we, so now we understand the uh, biology of it mm-hmm. Well, it's like the fireflies are they're
0: they're rebels they're yeah you know, they're a terrorist cell effectively and, like, the whole time you're kind of like, oh, well, is th- are they are they on the right path? Are they doing something right? And then, meanwhile, something like Jackson is just a settlement. Like, that's a yep. fairly, like, they're keeping things pretty small. They keep it pretty close to the chest. And, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things, like, do you, like, Jackson is basically accepting that things are never going to go back to how they were. They're like, we're rebuilding. Whereas, like, you know, Fireflies are actually looking for a cure. To go back, yeah. Yeah, which is like, is that going to happen? Is that going to pan out? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, I mean also, you know, the whole fact of, like. Uh, you know, them lying to Ellie and taking away her agency yeah. in the decision. Like, it's just, it. I don't know yeah. for me. It's like, and Joel knows that they lied to Ellie about it. So like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things that's like, and Ellie oh, yeah. knows
2: like, like in the moment and afterwards, Ellie's kind of like, are you sure? Like, yeah, you know, you don't buy it. And so I think that that's, that conflates the, the debate even further. Cause it's not like, did he make the right decision? But if what, however he felt about what was right or wrong, he lied about it afterwards to like the, the person who's, you know, his symbolic metaphorical child, basically in this situation. And like, that's inexcusable, right? I mean, we all, yeah. we all lie like to, to kids cause you have to, yeah. you know, protect them from shit. But
1: I feel like it's hard to believe though, that you can't extract someone's blood to find a cure for something. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, it's hard for me to believe that you, this person has to die to, in order for you to find this cure. I mean, like, I'm just kind of curious, you know, what that process looks like as far as like, you know them finding a vaccine or, or or a cure for for the infection. I'm just you
2: know, got to get the brain chunk out, man. That's the you know, I guess the only way <laughs> to do it. You got to get that mushroom, mushroom brain. In the head, well, you, you can take a, a chunk it. of brain and the person can still live. I mean, come on, you know?
1: <laughs>
3: not in the not in this world with the what are you trying to tell us? Available? Available? <laughs> <laughs> you think I got two chunks of brain?
1: Come on, now I'm working on left side only well
0: <laughs> sounds like it yeah <laughs> you <laughs> suck how uh, dare you yeah. one thing this this episode did do was was obviously it had the whole the whole flashback thing that sort of established how Ellie was immune which was getting which definitely did some uh did some sort of like pregnancy gymnastics there not not really the most believable birth situation but like you know whatever but basically
3: you know like a getting what, like, like the. I mean, you don't just push on a pregnant lady's wom- uh, womb to like push the baby out like the undead did. That's not how the, it works. When mm-hmm. the water
0: breaks, you've got about 45 seconds that baby gets shot out of there like a Nerf ball. <laughs> <like> a, <laughs> um, but no, like the. I mean, the clicker came in and, you know, bit her mom. And then it was like, I guess she had mushrooms through the umbilical cord or whatever, which is. Yeah. I like that. that it's all made up, you know. Yeah. It's all it's all fictional, but I do appreciate that like Craig Mazin, I think I mean I don't I I think he talked about this about how he really wanted to bring like a science fiction element to it mm-hmm. and like the mm-hmm. you know the adding the, the details about like a you know parasites in, in flower and you know I don't know it had like a very it it, it felt very Chernobyl to me. In this mm-hmm. case it's like it's mm-hmm. you know again, yep. it's all fictional, but that felt that felt grounded, that felt real. Yeah. Um it also adds a whole new kind of level where there's sort of a you can kind of triangulate this thing where that has Marlene showing up and being like, yes, I will take care of your kid. Uh, thinking that Ellie is not, does not have yeah, mushrooms in her or whatever. And then coming across her, presumably having some idea of what Ellie's deal was, kind of keeping an eye on her from a distance, I'm guessing. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the left behind situation, you know, Ellie's cooped up in a Firefly stronghold where they're keeping their pipe bombs in the back of the nacho restaurant. Uh, and, and like, you know, she has to kill... Um, um Riley. Riley and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she she did the kill herself but then did Firefly show up and is that when they captured her because when we first meet her she's chained up and like yeah. it, it's it sucks because like they they I'm guessing you know Marlene knew something was up Marlene was like okay this is you know
3: yeah because well, Riley was supposed to ship out the next morning and head out and so like when I guess when mm-hmm. Riley never showed up Marlene mm-hmm. and Fireflies most likely came and they found Ellie probably there probably yeah. a I mean, mess that I feel
0: like when you kind of line all that up it makes Marlene like way creepier you know like she's just kind of she's always sort of seen Ellie as a piece of cargo in a sense yeah and it's it maybe not I don't know like maybe she was grooming her to be like a you know a firefly officer or whatever which is you know putting her through the the Fedra you know military training and stuff right mm-hmm. I don't know it's it's you can read into it however you want but I think it's I don't know that connecting those dots the fact that she was sort of there when Ellie was born And then she was there when they were effectively going to kill her is like, and she's like, yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. guilty about it. It's like, yeah, do you though? I don't, I don't think so. Not so much. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Let us know in the comments, what,
3: what you thought, dear listeners, viewers, I do have one other thing to add and it, it hasn't been confirmed yet. And I'm, I think I might be alone on this, but during Joel's killing spree, you see somebody like take off down a hallway and it, when you get the close up it's all just black, like you can't see the person likes features whatsoever, but I swear if you go and look at it, there is a braided ponytail there, which alludes to a character from last of Us two um who oh interesting um but yeah, it's at thirty three minutes and like eighteen nineteen seconds so if mm. you are a conspiracy theorist about okay. things like that, check oh, it out there's one thing we should we should
0: talk about so we got super early screeners for this and they 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 were so early that they were like hey full disclosure some of the effects are not finished here and i don't know i say i think i saw the finale like six six weeks two months mm-hmm. ago something like that. it was a, it was a long time ago and they had extremely unfinished giraffe effects and i'm, I'm not oh my knocking God. this like obviously it's all work in progress and it's it was fascinating to see where they were at at that point and this stuff obviously comes together very quickly um the finished product looked great i'm not trying to it's knock. it's a real it giraffe yeah, it was yeah. A partially real giraffe, but there's yes. also parts where they had to do some, you know, comping in and out. But the version we saw had some of the, it had like some of the funniest like placeholder stuff I've ever seen where, you know, they're like up against basically a big blue screen. They're going to add in, you know, the city background there. But the one that killed me was at one point and we're all like, we're watching like, oh, this is the performances are so good. And then at one angle, it just has like three separate small videos of just g- generic giraffe stock footage. Just, just like in- clip art. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, you know, just, Note to self, add giraffe later, kind of thing. Like, and it
3: just, it just, it completely broke me. It was like such a, like, I don't know. And that's. I'm surprised they didn't just use like a childhood toy that has like the stick with like the horse head on it, but a giraffe head. Yeah, there, there, there
2: there was a shot in there where it was just like, it was like a fake head on a stick. And then it cut to a real giraffe on a blue screen. And then it cut to like stock photos of giraffes. And so, like, that whole scene, which is one of the most touching moments in the game, the version Max and I saw, it was just kind of like, Oh, that's hilarious! But it was for me. It was like I love to see how like mm-hmm. the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same. So it was fa- it was fascinating to me. Like w- there was also a lot of moments where like there would you know be like a slow twangy country western song and uh, all these like panning shots of like the apocalypse and how empty all the roads were. And then it would cut to a shot of just like a busy highway. And I would be like, oh, there's a lot of people out in The Last of Us today. I guess everyone's like running errands. And it was like, oh, they didn't comp the cars out yet. Fine, yeah. totally cool. No, or like was, the, a- the ADR was really great too. Like you would get like a voice come in and be like, all right, Ellie, let's go. And it'd be like, okay, fine. Lily, we can do it. And it was just yeah. like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't pipe in the actual VO yet. Like, so it's, you just have like somebody on staff doing that. It was fascinating. It was, I mean, I love that awesome. stuff.
0: Like it's that's something that's also again, refreshing about, uh, I guess, non-gaming media is that you know that wasn't supposed to be shown off but they do have a little behind the scenes thing at the end of every episode like we have to wait until like maybe there's a behind the scenes developer documentary or like a GDC talk or something Mm -hmm. that gives you any insight into what a game looked Mm -hmm. like prior to getting finished like I think there's that feeling of like if you look under the hood people are going to take it apart and that gta 6 league sure as hell that showed that people don't understand how things get made but like seeing how things get made is really cool and it's inspiring and it's fascinating and the thing that i i didn't know about is like i I read a lot of like older like behind the scenes movie making books and there's you know frequently like pre-digital stuff and so seeing kind of what is standard now they had a lot where i think they were comping together two separate takes where basically it looked like there was a giant rip down the middle of the screen and you had like basically the same camera angle but it was like maybe it was handheld maybe it was slightly moved Mm -hmm. slightly and so it just looked like there were two kind of off-center angles and they were and i you know the finished product you you would never be able to tell because they you know stitch it together perfectly but i don't know it was so cool and also i don't know it was just the giraffe i just love that it was like the giraffe thing was like one part i was like i cannot wait to see how they do this and then we I had to see like the most bizarre (laughs) half-baked version let's talk about dead island too this is sort of a very i feel like if you look back at influential uh zombie adjacent games from 10 years ago or so yeah dead island the last of us very very
3: different tonal mm-hmm. things um i mean they had one of the best like cinematic like reveal trailers like ever like dead island just yeah had that rewind that trailer and rewind and stuff like that was like so memorable and the game was
0: nothing like it whatsoever <laughs> It was but, not. you know it had its charm you hit a lot of you know zombies in the
3: face with oars and uh actually just rebought the original because it was on sale Mm, for like three bucks so i was like why not i'll I'll go revisit it um ign has like a final preview
0: up for dead island 2 which is presumably actually coming out this year and it's kind of it's kind of cool to see what it's what it's finally what form it's finally taken i think it's people seem you know cautiously optimistic i feel like i've had just nine years of hype fatigue on this like i i played this at i played this before i worked at ign i played this at pax 2014 i think and it was that was a different build. This is a completely different game than that. But it's sort of like it's weird where you just are waiting long enough to actually see a thing firsthand. And I've kind right. of like almost stopped paying attention. But that said, um, Akeem, you were saying you're you're looking forward to this one.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, the, I mean, you all you all know. Uh, maybe the listeners or viewers don't know this, but I mean, I love anything like zombie related. So, like, I, I was all in on this game. You know, I was willing to wait for however long. I think we were, we got the reveal trailer. What it was last year. Am I correct?
3: I believe it was like tail end of last year. The re-reveal. Yeah. Yeah, the re-reveal. The, re-reveal. Yeah. the
1: re- yeah, the re-reveal with, with uh, the Lenny Kravitz guy with the mm-hmm. with the samurai sword. Um, yes. I I was I was like yes, I'm I'm here for this. Also like any any time I get to like, you know, like play around in the city that I live in, uh, you know, uh California. It's it's it takes place in various little different places in LA. Um I'm all for that. Uh, and also like the the just like the way you get to kill the the zombies in 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 various different ways. It's very creative and gruesome. Like I just I'm here for this. like look at this. this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if If you're a zombie fan, you know, I think you're gonna love this um, this game, at least from what I've seen from what we've been shown, yeah. um, we had our final preview uh, yesterday. we we dropped it yesterday on Monday. Um, and I'm completely sold in this. I honestly don't need to see anything more. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. I mm-hmm. do look at that. Did you see that? That was like green blood that just came out of that. Yeah, what was that? <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I do I do love that the the character that they should uh, our previewer Tristan played as Ryan is his job is an exotic dancer, but he's dressed as a firefighter. So, yeah. <laughs> like he correctly pointed out, go watch the the final preview if you haven't seen it. His script is fantastic. He, I I
0: like,
3: that's I
2: a just, classic stripper trick is they 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 start off dressed like a police officer or a fireman, and then all of a sudden. It's a stripper. Aha! I Gotcha. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know when, when are, firemen go home from work and they take yeah. their clothes off, they're technically strippers too. But that anyway, is true. Yeah. Tristan's preview had, I think, maybe the most aggressive wordplay. Yes. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I think I have like I had like a headache afterwards. I mean, like I applaud him for it, but also I was like, Good lord, calm, calm, calm down, calm down think, there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it, it, I'm. I think the bespoke characters are an interesting choice. Like, obviously, they kind of are different different classes, and the original mm-hmm. games had this too. Uh, I like the I like the male dancer approach. I think that's that's like a funny a funny gag. Apparently, he just plays like a like a tank. Um, there's like the ninja girl, which I feel like is a little I don't know, a little shadow warriory. Like, yeah. I'm not wild about that, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm just I guess I, I don't know. I I didn't love the original. I had fun with it. Um, I'm wary that this is not open world. This is like a mm. bunch of large open areas that are connected with loading screens. And then there's the fact that you, the traversal is pretty much on the ground.
3: Like, this. yeah, it's yeah. So, so far yeah. from what we've seen, but yeah, it looks like it's there was, all. There on was play.
0: some
2: billboard parkour back that there, was, or there. That was, I was uh, dying light too. Yeah. Oh, right? was, I was going to
3: say, why was, why
2: is that in there?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was just <laughs> compared the that was part of the video was comparing it to, you know, dying light, which spawned right. from dead Island. Um, yeah. so yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, over zombie stuff like straight mm-hmm. up. But I I'm a huge horror nerd and I love decapitating creatures and bad guys in games. I wish that this like I haven't seen enough yet, but I want I want this game to have more like more zombie classes, more like weird creatures and nightmarish monsters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I haven't seen a ton of that. What what does interest me though is this is sort of scratching that Far Cry itch for me and we mm-hmm. haven't had a Far Cry game since 2021, which is Far Cry 6, which I loved. Um super super good game and also just like same deal like gorgeous paradise setting uh meets explosives and hatchets and all sorts of horrible things but i think with that game uh it's very toyetic there's a lot of like verticality there's a lot of like i can you know spelunk off this thing or i can climb up and zip line, or i can fly through the air on this you know there's helicopters mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so i want i want more of that here i want more like you know, give me more toys to play with, more vehicles. And right now I'm just seeing a lot of, like, you know, hitting people in bikinis in the head with an axe. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's fine, but, like, I want more. You know, yeah, I want more, I
0: mean- more variety. Tristan kind of called that out, like, saying, like, there's cars everywhere. You can't drive any of them, which is, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that was something you could accept in the original Dead Island, where you're like, oh, you're on an island in the middle of nowhere. In this case, it's, like...
3: It was also, like, the pathways were a lot smaller and stuff yeah. like that. They were a lot mm. more segmented and things yeah. like that. It wouldn't make sense to need yeah. to drive anywhere. And in this Maybe case, a boat would have yeah, made sense, boat but...
0: what would have worked. In this case, though, like, he calls out that, like, this is America. There's <laughs> there's theoretically guns everywhere. and He didn't encounter a single gun until, like, the very end of his preview, which is, like, the first five hours. And then he got... Uh, He got a side quest that was like, go find the gun, which is like very funny to me. (laughs) This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue.
3: Not only our final preview, but the gameplay trailer they released like a week or two ago was I didn't see too many zombies repeat themselves. Like there wasn't too many clones of other zombies. Like that's something we often run into in these bigger games where especially we have like multiple, multiple enemies like on the screen. You just got these huge swarms. You're always going to see one or two enemies that are at least one or two enemies that are repeating. I didn't really see any repeating in these trailers. I'm like, I haven't gone through in like notated like okay this one's here this one's here so don't come for me in the comments but from a just a casual watching like every zombie looks unique to me uh minus i think a couple of them in like cop uniforms or whatever which mm. makes sense um but i thought that's a really cool thing and that kind of shows how far like games have gone have come like we don't like we just kind of expect when you play you boot up GTA like, online, you're going to see, you know, twins and triplets just walking down the street every other, every four blocks. Like, it's right. just kind of, you know, par for the course. Um, but you don't really see much of that in this trailer. So I'm hoping that they they, they do stick the landing. There's, um, like, there's that big, there's like kind of like a big
0: boomer looking dude in the trailer. Yeah. There's a bunch of, like, super zombies they show off in the trailer, along with a ton of gunplay, which I think uh, Tristan called that out being like, that, that looks promising. I think it was sort of mm. towards the end of his preview. He's like, yeah. seems like this could get a little repetitive, but, you know, let's see what let's see what happens. Um, yeah, I think like, I always love it when there's, I, that's actually my, one of my biggest hangups with the last of us is that there's really only like, there's, there's like clickers and there's boomers. And then there's like the rat king or whatever. Like there's, they don't. And wish, stalkers. There's stalkers as yeah, well. Yeah. But I mean, I wish that they yeah. had more. Variations. I wish they did weirder stuff with mushroom. But at the same time, that is kind of, that's more Monster of the Week than like the sort of prestige horror that they go for. In this case, though, they can go completely wackadoo and have like giant
3: golem zombies or whatever. And like. So, so what you're saying is you might actually be interested in playing Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. That's a good segue right there. Are there all sorts of. There are like tiger beasts and like giant zombie gorillas and stuff that you okay. can fight that are in there. Um, yeah, I played a, <laughs> a whole bunch of Wolong over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's It's a fantastic souls like game um, it's a little bit on the easier end because a lot of the main story missions and even the uh, side missions they automatically give you like an NPC to help you out um, i the best way I can kind of summarize this is if you ever watch the show Kingdom on Netflix which has like the like the, the story of the three kingdoms um, Mixed with, which but also had, like, undead and zombies and, like, Dynasty Warriors, because you're, like, you're used to, like, a lot of those characters, like, Lu Bu and Xiao Xiao and, uh, Liu Bei. Like, there's all these, like, generals that you're used to seeing if you've played a Dynasty Warriors game that are here in this story, which makes sense. It's telling the same, um era of time of feudal china um and so i I hope it's feudal china i probably got that wrong comments are gonna come for me whatever anyways it's a fantastic game it's it's got some good challenge to it there's a there's some a few difficulty spikes it's very souls like but you also get like there's a lot of magic that you get in it so like there's Mm -hmm. five phases you have fire water earth metal and um What's the last one I'm missing? Heart wood. It's usually earth? heart. I think it's wood or yeah, earth.
2: Love. That's it's Captain Planet rules. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and each of them have different like perks and stuff. So like I went for a pretty much almost a, few, a pure a pure water build, which gave me a bonus to like my stealth, my backstabs, and made it harder for me to be detected. Also gave me a, a really cool little invisibility um a spell that I could cast. Um, it was great for clearing through the stages. I would not recommend it for your first time through, though, because it does not do you much good in boss fights. You cannot turn invisible if you are have been detected. So, um, but. The rest of the stuff is great to get some backstabs and just kind of, you know, decapitate people that don't know you're there. Uh, but it's got some great, fantastic, over-the-top bosses. It's got a lot of missions. Um, I'm still finishing up my New Game Plus playthrough. Um, but, yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed it. There's a ton of different weapons, good variety, upgrades, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so solid. I, I agree with, like, I think we gave it an 8 out of 10 for on IGN, and I, I think I agree with that score. Nice. Have any of you guys checked this one out yet? I know it's on Game Pass. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, I played. I played the first few hours and then got distracted by another thing that's coming out soon. But um, I really liked what I played so far. I wasn't wild about the kind of generic zombie bad guys
3: you fight early mm-hmm. on.
2: Um, apparently, it's going to be a running theme for me today. Is complaining about that, but no. <laughs> um, although,
3: little, I mean, besides yeah. some of the, like the, the creatures I mentioned, there is a little bit of a uh, like enemy diversity issue. Like it's mm-hmm. it's either those human zombie things, the tigers, the like these like gorilla looking things, and then there's like uh like sea witches, like mermaid hag things that you yeah. fight. Sure. And I think so I, but yeah.
2: I'm I'm like historically terrible at parrying in games. Mm. I platinum Bloodborne without really being good at that. And I know a lot of people think that's insane, but like I hate that I'm boss. just I would I would rather just be like an a ag- like aggressive in your face, kick your ass type of dude, rather mm-hmm. than just like backstep, parry, shield, uh, retort, like all that. I I, I hate all that stuff. Like and I, I just don't have I don't have the, the right timing for it, despite mm-hmm. the fact that like I make music in real life. I just I like that that rhythm <laughs> I was side say, of it you're, like, you're
0: excellent at like just parrying in conversation. Like you're very good at just uh, deflecting yeah, just- and repost like <laughs> For, but I know, but for video games,
2: it just doesn't—it doesn't click with me the same way. And so, like, I—I I struggled a little bit with that here.
0: Something we periodically talk about is, uh, you know, PlayStation Plus and the state of it. Uh, Akeem, you have some strong feelings on the matter. Would you care to elucidate us? Mm. I got you right when yes, you're just man. taking a sip from your canteen. As a,
1: I, I had to take a, a nice long swig of of water because, honestly, Max, I, I hate to do what I'm about to do, but. I'm gonna have to cook PlayStation for just a bit. I, I love them, but I gotta cook them right now. Now, we heard back in February that the uh, PS Plus Collection uh, is going away come May, and I immediately got unnerved, wondering what this might mean for my current subscription tier. Now, I chose the uh, premium tier, uh, which is the highest tier because you know, I really wanted to play some classic PS1, PS2, and PS3 games. So I had to figure out you know, what exactly does this mean Uh, that the PS Plus Collection is going away. Like, how will this affect the main reason I or anyone else that opted for the highest level? Well, I did my research, and I found out that the PS Plus Collection is essentially 20 game titles from the PS4 generation. Uh, You got your Bloodborne, you got your Fallout 4, Days Gone, many others all soon to be gone from that particular offering. Uh, And the PS Plus Collection is currently available for you no matter which tier you're subscribed to obviously for a limited time now uh, and even though these 20 titles are in fact going away come May 9th not too not too long uh, you can download them now before you, they go away just make sure you have enough space now the thing is it it really sucks that these titles are going away but it leads me to wonder why PlayStation decided to do this in the first place like is there a reason why PlayStation is getting rid of games like God of War The Last Guardian Bloodborne come May like what if I want them to think about think about the people right now, all right? What if there's a person out there that hasn't had the chance to pick up a PS5 console just yet? You know, like maybe their birthday is in July and and that's when their parents are going to get it for them. Uh, I'll give you an example. I know this one guy, only one guy whose birthday is on May 10th uh, and he's planning to use the money he's going to get for his birthday to purchase a PS5 the next day. But he'll be two days too late to take advantage of the PS Plus collection by then. So sucks for him. Uh sorry Jeremy. Love you man. Now that the PS5 console is more readily accessible, why not allow the PS Plus collection to stay on the subscription service for a little while longer, like maybe a year more? Like give those folks that just acquired the console a chance to download and play those those games with their subscription tier. Like speaking about myself though, personally I I I bought the premium for those, I bought the premium for those classic console games excluding last gen titles. So I mean, if I'm being quite honest, you know, I really don't give a huh about what they're doing with the PS4 titles. I got, I got my PS4 right here. I still got it plugged in. But I do wonder, and I do fear, uh, if this might be a precursor to something larger than the removal of certain PS4 titles from the PS collection. Like, will PlayStation possibly retool the premium tier and remove its PSP, PS3, or PS2 offerings? Like, I- I'm gonna tell you right now, like, if, if, they, if they touch anything PS1 related on the PS5 and remove that possibility of me playing those games on there, I'm gonna freaking rage. Like Legend of the Dragoon, beautiful game. It was, it was my JRPG jam back in the PS1 era. And, and being able to return to the beautiful, majestic world of indiness on my PS5 console has brought so much nostalgic joy to me. So I'm hoping that things like will remain the same regarding the premium tier like the PS Plus collection might be going away yes but Talking to you right now, PlayStation, Mr. PlayStation, I'm talking to you. So help me, God of War, wherever he is, heaven, hell, I don't know where he is killing gods right now. If you touch anything else related to the premium tier list, I will cancel my subscription without hesitation with the quickness and the strength of a thousand suns burning in the imprint with the the Teletubby baby face coming towards Earth to annihilate it. I'm just talking now. Now let's just hope, though, let's just hope before I get too angry here on this podcast, there's no more shakeups. With what will be available on PlayStation subscription service. As for now, though, PS5 owners, download those games that you want from the PS Plus collection while you can, because PlayStation is tripping. They're tripping, or I'm tripping. Am I tripping, guys? No, 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 N- no. No, for I'm,
3: sure. with um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Correct me if I'm wrong, Akeem, but we can just add. You can, uh, if users haven't done it, so they can just add it to their library. Correct? They don't need to download it.
2: I think right? you need I think you need to access the PS plus collection from your PS five. You yes, you
3: have to be on a PS five, but yeah. I believe you only have to add it to library. You don't actually have to physically download it and put it on I, your, your console. See
1: From what I read, I didn't I didn't read anything like that. I read that you you have to download them. So I don't you know I might be wrong though. I might be wrong, Jada, and and I don't want to I don't want to feed misinformation uh, to our audience. But I didn't read anything like that. I I read that you know you need to download these. So I mean you're removing these. They're they're removing these games from from the PS collection. So I don't know if you can just download from the library and you would still have access to it without actually having it saved onto like a hard drive of some
3: sort. Unless they're doing something. Unless they're doing something special. as PlayStation Plus has always been any game that you get from a PS Plus subscription. If you as long as you add it to your library during the time when it's free, you can re access it as long as your subscription is live. So, yes, I don't
2: I, know if I, that I think with the PS Plus collection specifically, that that batch of 15 games or whatever it was, you have to access those from a PS5.
3: Yes, you do have to and be so, on a PS5 to access them. So, so let's, let's talk so, about that. So, that's yeah.
0: This was, I think, supposed to make it more appealing to get a PS5, which yeah. is which mm-hmm. is cool. It's awesome. Um mm-hmm. since since the PlayStation 5 launch, a couple things have happened. One, the price has gone up in a bunch of territories. And two, mm-hmm. uh, the new PlayStation Plus tiers have been introduced, which, you know, admittedly have a bunch of other cool other games you can check out and stuff. But it it seems like kind of a it's kind of a bummer that the, the PlayStation Plus collection has been removed. Like you you are if you bought if you bought in Day one for PlayStation and PlayStation Five and PlayStation Plus, you you, pay, you paid less to get more effectively. Yep. So I don't know. It feels like kind of shrinkflation situation. And I mean, we're also uh, w- the moral of the story is. Uh, I don't know, there there isn't one, because PlayStation 5 is selling great, so there's not really any reason to incentivize people to jump on board with this. And it's sort of like, there is an alternative to the the collection, where there's a bunch of other games in the library, there's kind of rotating stuff coming through for for PS Plus, depending on what tier you get. But it does suck that that's not there anymore. You know? There, there are some people that probably uh, missed
1: out on, I, I have some friends that missed out on the PS4 generation and, you know, they're planning on getting the PS5, you know, and, and they're going to, you know, choose probably the lowest subscription tier. And they would, if they chose that, they would have access to those 20 titles, but you know, that's, they're not going to get it, you know, it's going to be past May. So they're going to miss out on that opportunity to to kind of, you know, experience those games uh, while you know, subscribing to that particular tier. And I just, mm-hmm. I just don't understand now that, you know, ps5s are now more readily accessible you can go to a best buy you can purchase one i don't understand i'm just trying to figure out what's the logic behind removing this 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 feature i, I just don't it's, get yeah. it it's just i'm it, hoping it doesn't have anything to do with what you know we are curr- currently off- offered on on like the, the premium um tier
2: so it's to sell you, it's to sell you those games individually which is something like you know nintendo's been doing for years and to great success uh but also to eventize when they do roll those games in piecemeal to their monthly subscription services so they can go like hey the last of us is available mm-hmm. you know yeah. in november and make a big deal out of it but for anybody else who, who bought a ps5 day one we're kind of sitting there being like yeah you're, you already did that for us and then you took it away and then you're making a big deal about giving it back every console generation is somebody's first playstation like, that's the thing I think a lot of us lose track of. I mean, we don't, obviously, because, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, obviously, and we we buy every PlayStation every time they come out. But every single time there's people that listen to the show or they check out IGN, they listen to all PlayStation podcasts and they go like, oh, I, I never owned a PlayStation until a PS5. And the PS5 now, like you just said, Akeem, is finally at the point where it's, you don't have to battle scalpers for it. You don't have to go on eBay. You can just walk into a store and pick one up, right? With relative ease. It's still, you know, it's still selling like crazy. This is the point in the life cycle where it's like going to absolutely skyrocket. It's going to take off. It's it's outselling the Switch in Japan for the first time in its history, right? And that's it's kind of a dying market for PlayStation over there. And so like the, the fact that the value of it is going down the price is going up and it's getting more readily available everywhere is just a bunch of things that don't sit well with me. It reminds me of a couple of years ago when the regular PlayStation Plus that we paid for monthly dropped from like four games to two games. Mm-hmm. And we all said like, is the price going down? And I was like, no, it's still the same price. I'm like, can you throw in, are you throwing in anything else in there? No. What are you going to do? Not play games online. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I try not to, but sure, play like single player <laughs> games mostly. I mean, I can, but like, yeah, the, val- the value went down, the price stayed the same, and I think that sucks for consumers.
0: I can understand if they if the PlayStation Plus collection meant cutting a bunch of third party stuff. You know, like yeah. if they were like, "Oh, we got to get rid of Mortal Kombat 11 and Biohazard because it's costing us too much money to give that out for free to anybody who you know pays ten bucks for a month or whatever." Uh, mm-hmm. But for the stuff that Sony owns, it just seems kind of like maybe celebrate your catalog. You know, yeah, know like yeah you're still charging 70 bucks for exactly. the last of us part one maybe you let people play the one from 2014 or whatever like just I, is it is it the end of the world i mean they well the last of us is the end of the world that's the whole plot but yeah no the in yeah. the last of us uh,
2: and <laughs> i think the last of us Remaster yeah, sneak that in i know for seven them, them selling the last of us Remaster for 70 bucks and selling a bunch of copies probably put a little fire under their ass where they're like oh let's just keep doing that because there was also that rumor of that um remaster or remake of horizon zero dawn right and it's like Mm -hmm. oh if they if they can like upscale uh you know and like redo textures and and some minor gameplay elements in a bunch of games from five six seven eight nine years ago and sell them for 70 bucks a piece they'll do that over giving you 20 games for air quotes free right yeah and so like i think what what sucks is that like we're we're in like uh we're coming up on a year of like the playstation premium plus extra tier stuff. And I don't feel like that 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 subscription model has really panned out in the way I was promised. I feel like the the library of classic games is is kind of slim right now. Mm-hmm. And the free games every month have been have been pretty cool here and there. And like there are definitely some really strong months. And compared to games with gold, which is just anemic, it's it's awesome. But in general, I feel like this is they're not doing enough with the subscription model right now. And they're taking stuff away and it's
0: just not really where it needs to be. I think that the thing is that the PlayStation Plus collection it predates the tiered system, which it does. Yeah, I mean, there's other stuff to play. There's plenty of stuff to play. There is, which actually brings us to our next topic. There's actually, and this I love that we just we just bitch about PlayStation charging for things too much. They're also having a huge sale. There's a great deal on all sorts of games. Um, but I figure we could all kind of run down some of the games that jumped out at us. There's, I mean, this is like you know this is cheaper than a hamburger or a cup of coffee so like it's kind of nuts that you can get like a giant triple a video game for like five bucks so yeah brian you want to kick this off sure uh so two of the games
2: i picked uh one of them is the capcom beat-em-up collection uh i'm like an old school arcade beat-em-up dude i really like games like final fight basically and double dragon uh the recent uh Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, I think is like one of the best beat em
3: ups ever made. Um, I think that makes am something... sorry. I think that makes two weeks we mentioned Double Dragon in a row on the show. So oh man. Much, that's great, right? It, bring it back. Yeah, let's let's keep We're doing talking about that. This episode is, is brought to you He's by fine. Double Dragon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um and uh I don't know. This is this is a really cool collection. I think it's kind of slept on like we got some awesome collections over the last few years, like the Disney Afternoon collection. We got the Castlevania and Contra and the Konami Shooter collection. Um and it's been a really cool way to sort of like get a bunch of old games both like really well known and not very well known and put them uh kind of in one box and uh this is just like an awesome roundup of a bunch of games that are really fun to play with somebody else in couch co-op like these are these are awesome just like crack a beer on a saturday afternoon sit down with your friend and just beat up a bunch of you know weird old like 80s thugs and they're just fun as hell. And yeah. so, like this, this is seven classic beat 'em ups under one uh, umbrella, and I think, or umbrella as uh, Hakeem <laughs> says. Um, and there, it's it's on sale right now. I forget what, what's what's the price. I put it's in there. Ten Max? bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, super super great deal. I used to spend that just beating one of these games in the arcade. So that's actually yeah. that's
0: less money than um, uh, two fist two fistfuls of rotisserie chickens, which is what Mike Hagar has for lunch every day, assuming he doesn't find them in a garbage can. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you actually—that's two. You can get two Costco rotisserie chickens
2: for uh, ten dollars. So you could go, yeah, do that do too. Do the Mike, Mike Hagar special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the other one I threw in there is Horizon Chase, which is not part of the uh, Aloy cinematic universe or whatever. You sure, but, um, could be.
3: Yeah, it's the next video game. Yeah,
2: I mean, it might have taken place beforehand. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this is another uh, old school arcade style game. Um, it's kind of like that game. Is it Outrun? Uh, the old Sega arcade game where like mm-hmm. the guy like brings brings his his girlfriend on a date and then they almost kills her sixty times by flipping the car a ton. So this is a basically like a hyper stylish, very just neon dripped, just gorgeous eighties arcade racing game. And um, this is three ninety nine right now. This is like legitimately, I think one of the best modern racing games. I think aesthetically it's stunning. It's like really low poly. The music is just hell, fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's got a ton of courses in it. Um, and it's just super fun to play. So yeah, if you're looking for just like an awesome arcade racing game to play on your PS five or PS four, grab this game Four bucks. I wholeheartedly, uh, give it my all and tell you that you should buy this game. It's great.
3: All right. Jada. All right. I'll keep it a, in the old school classic first. Uh, so streets of rage four um brian was talking about beat-em-ups uh yeah. streets of rage was kind of like for me the pinnacle of growing up uh on the sega genesis you know pick playing as axel blaze uh just going through and beating up baddies the kangaroo uh, yeah the kangaroo um and then you know so streets of rage 4 came out i want to say it was 2020 2021 yeah it's been it's been a couple of years but fantastic it's Like TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, it is a stellar way of updating a classic arcade and bringing it into, like, with modern. They understood Um, the assignment. They understood the assignment. 110%. It is fantastic. It's $12.50 right now. It's usually $25, so it's half off. Um, If you want, you can get the, uh, there's also the Mr. X DLC, which adds, like, customizable three new characters you can customize your characters move sets um and a whole bunch of other stuff and i think that's what 350 $4? four bucks four yeah. bucks four bucks um for that uh that's usually like eight dollars so also half off so you get the whole thing for like 16 17 bucks Sweet. um 100 recommend like, I, I don't even need to mention other points. Like, Brian mentioned all the great beat-em-up points um, playing at Couch Co-op with right. Friend. Um, the other one... Let's speed run this week. Yeah, speed run, uh, Bayonetta and Vanquish combo. Uh, if you have never played uh, Bayonetta or Vanquish, uh, you are missing out, because these are fantastic, high-intensity action games. Bayonetta, I don't need to tell you about. You know what Bayonetta is. Vanquish, however... Vanquish is a game where you play as this dude in this, like, suit, and you have, like, jets on, like, your all over your suit so you can slide around and basically like Old. shoot people in the back of the head like before they can shoot you it's just a fantastic over-the-top action it's very sci-fi it's very just stylish it's great High, highly recommend and it's like 13 14 bucks
0: Nice. akeem what about you
1: yeah clearly uh jada and brian are just like y- y'all have bags of money because i mean like i i went the the cheapest route i could possibly go and also <laughs> Um, I'm super excited and, and, and hyped for Dead Island 2, which is going to be dropping uh, in about a week, next week. So uh, I chose uh, Dead Island Retro Revenge, which is only 75 cents currently Good God. Um, in the PlayStation Store. 75 75 cents. It's 74, but I round up. So, you know, just take three quarters. It's all you need. Uh, it's, a, it's a 16-bit um, side-scroller game. It's, it's very similar to uh, Streets of Rage. Um uh you play a guy uh named Max, uh who's oh. traversing through uh a zombie infested streets of California Some looking sort of uh, for his island. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking for his dog named uh Peppers. Um Whoa. actually actually That doesn't look anything like true. me. It looks like Jack Black and Brutal Legend. What's going on with that? <laughs> totally does. He's actually looking for a cat. Um okay. so yeah, it's you you get to, you know you know do like magical attacks you get to do lots of kicks as this person is clearly doing it's like using Bizarro melee Max. weapons right. what else we got um uh also so i was going to mention metal slug 3 but i want to go i want to round back to dead island um the definitive edition uh is also available um for it's 85% off it's 299 so if you want to like prepare yourself for for dead island 2 uh you can pick up uh, you can pick up uh, uh, the definitive edition and Riptide uh which is 299 And just kind of like cram that do some homework uh, for what's in store for you. uh, You know, when you pick up dead Island too.
0: Nice. Um, Two recommendations nope. for me. I've, I've sung these praises a million times. Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, one of the best open world games that does not get enough love. You play as an undercover cop who's in the streets beating people up, doing all kinds of bad stuff that the police aren't supposed to do. You actually get docked doc, cop points for doing that, like hitting Such parking a meters. Game. And then flip side of that is Yakuza Kiwami where you play as a criminal who goes around doing good things for the neighborhood and helps <laughs> people out. Uh, Kiwami's always my recommendation to start that series with. Zero is... Uh, also a good starting point, but it's also a massive sprawling game with tons of twists and turns, whereas Kiwami is kind of a short and sweet introduction to those characters. It's just a remake of the first game from a million years ago. So check that out if you want to. That is, uh, those are both under five bucks, which is pretty good deal. So good time to be, uh, I don't know, having a, a gift card with some spare change on it. Or you could just, you know, buy Dead Island by putting three quarters in your disc slot. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> on that note, we got to wrap things up. Uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, Presumably some very exciting things to talk about. I don't know what's coming out next week. Could be something cool. It's also a very special game's anniversary. It's Bloodborne's birthday. Happy birthday, Bloodborne. Ooh, we're going to be talking about uh, that, course. probably.
1: Uh, and also, if you want to find out what's in those boxes, you got to come back next week.
0: Yeah, apparently we yeah. need to get to that. that I love, that's this, it's Chekhov's boxes. you got to check off those boxes because we're not going to explain what's in them. Anyway, I mean... Th- It just looks like you guys are part of, like, the drug cartel or something. I know. know, We're We're set rising. We just got a cardboard box (laughs) and just, like, a a horrible package here. Anyway, for those of you listening at home, you you missed out on the mystery boxes. Uh, We'll hopefully solve that mystery next week. Thank you all for watching and listening, or both, or neither, whichever. Thank you. We love you. Beyond. 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 Beyond.
3: Hi, I'm Se, one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a best comic book podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com.